What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time! Oh, no. Oh, yeah! I finished these fights. Give me a hell yeah! Top Rope Nation. Learn to love it! It's the best thing going today. What's going on, wrestling fans? This is episode 89 of Top Rope Nation. We appreciate you joining us this week to talk all the latest in pro wrestling. We've got some big time news. We are recording this on Tuesday night. SmackDown has just gone off the air. And what was left of that audience was stunned silence. Kofi Kingston failed to win the gauntlet match after a curveball thrown by Vince McMahon in the final minutes of the show. We're going to talk about that here right off the bat. Got my two co-hosts on the line, Kyle Ross, Justin Joint. Justin, your your initial reactions to Kofi Kingston failing to climb the mountain tonight? I'm so mad. I'm just going to stop watching wrestling. <laughs> There's no way Kofi Kingston's going to do that WrestleMania main event. Or, well, should probably demand his event, championship match. You should demand his release. Kyle, your thoughts? The non-traditional booking of WrestleMania 35 continues, huh? I mean, we're less than three weeks away from the show at this point. And yeah, no WWE title match officially announced. Although, you know, piggybacking off what you just both alluded to. Yes, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston will be the WWE title match. Which, you know, they can do this kind of booking. He's brought the for New Jersey. You can do this kind of booking when you're, you're going to have 20 matches and, you know, the matches don't really even matter anymore because it's WrestleMania. So I, I like that they're doing this kind of stuff. I think it's interesting. It's going to make the next uh, couple SmackDowns uh, uh, must-see TV. Okay, so I, I've rolled over this theme of 2019 booking, I think, the last couple weeks. And this definitely is 2019 booking. Justin somewhat hit the nail on the head right there with the whole, you know, we never would. I mean, certainly, like in the older WrestleManias, we, like this would have been just like no, like no chance of happening. But the idea that we are two weeks away and they haven't done it, and they feel they can afford to do it, and they probably can. I was thinking about this like just minutes before we went live, or we we joined together and started talking. The way they built Cena Taker last year, with you know, there being no guarantee that Taker would show up. But, you know, 99.9% of people knew he would, and he did, and it was great, and that worked. How much do you think the quote-unquote, or maybe no quotes necessary, success of that has sort of led them to book this way? I don't know. Is it is there that much strategy involved, though? Or, or are we talking about a company who's just struggling to put it together? You oh, know, I like, think that's unfair. I think that's unfair. I think it, I, I think the WrestleMania card this year, don't you guys agree, has I don't what's the right term? Not not uninspired, but like the show just doesn't have that much excitement this year. And I, I know people said that about last year's show too, but I was kind of I was looking forward to last year. I see I'm gonna disagree. Like I was gonna get to this later. There's something actually very unique about this card compared to the past several WrestleMania cards that 
Um, you know, I know what you're alluding to, but I think this some I'll just bring it up now, I guess. So if you look at this card, what we presume what's been announced and what we presume will be announced. This is gonna be a show where unlike the previous couple manias, you have an audience that is very much not going to hijack any of the matches, hijack quote unquote, or be like rooting for the heels. Like WWE has set these programs up where the audience is really going to be behind the baby faces in the building. And I think, you know, yes, for this to be like a, considered a great WrestleMania, several of the matches will have to over deliver. But I think that's a possibility. How many times we go into a show thinking, oh, this looks like one of the great lineups of paper. The matchups kind of under deliver. And we're like, yeah, you know, screw that pay-per-view. Yeah. That's true. Well, we're going to talk a whole lot about this and more tonight. I did want to say, if you're new to the show, guys, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, like the video. It helps us out. If you're listening here, podcast version, uh, go ahead and subscribe on iTunes, rate on iTunes. You can subscribe on Spotify, Podbean. You can check us out on topropenation.com. As always, the full archive is there. And by the way, guys, real quick, if you didn't see it last week, Kyle was talking about... Um, <laughs> One of his friends who filmed a video at Fastlane last Sunday. I threw it in the video version of the podcast over on YouTube. Um, YouTube.com slash Top Rope Nation. Check out last week's show. If you didn't see it, it's pretty hilarious, Kyle. I was very entertained by that video. This this woman next to you at Fastlane, she was into that Shield match. You guys got to see it. Check it out at YouTube.com slash Top Rope Nation. Uh, last week's show. She was probably into the gauntlet match tonight, too. Yeah, I'm sure she was. So... What do you think about that, though? I mean, is that a fair statement? Like, I do get, because I was thinking about them, and like, there isn't that work rate match, I think, that people are looking for. But look what happened last year with Eiji Nakamura. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. I think it could be a good show. I think there's definitely, I'm not going to say it's going to be a bad show, but I do feel like the build has been a little lackluster in compared to other manias. But that doesn't mean once you get to that Sunday, April 7th, the show doesn't deliver. I think it certainly yeah. could. But do you think it's fair to say, like, and that I think going in, perhaps the biggest positive this card presents is you're not going to have that uh, when the WWE's booking is wrestling with its audience. I mean, you can go up and down these matches. The guy that WWE wants you to, is put in the babyface position or they want you to cheer for is going to largely be cheered in every match. Other than, like, AJ Randy, mm -hmm. I don't really think there's going to be any kind of like dueling chance, maybe Triple H Batista. But other than that, I mean, there's like The Miz, Kofi, Becky, Rollins. And we go up and down the list. I mean, so many of these matches, it's going to be, you know, a very old school babyface chase. Justin, what is your excitement level headed into Mania this year? Uh, high, but only for a small amount of the matches there's only going to be a handful of them that I, I really care about. And I think are going to have any kind of meaning behind them. Um, I think I, I might've texted this to you guys, but I, to pull this off, I, I think this is going to be very similar to WrestleMania three where, you know, there's a lot of matches, but you're only getting it for like six minutes, you know, a match. And uh, they're really going to probably have to hit it. Like uh, uh, new Japan does their wrestle kingdom where, you know, the previous competitors are walking out and they're pumping out the next guys too. I, I, I just hope they don't linger too much with the special correspondence and the host. And, uh, actually real quick, I want to go back to, uh, Kyle was talking about the booking of this one. And if 
it's an if it's affected because of Undertaker and Cena from last year. And I just I, I don't think it is. I think that is strictly an Undertaker uh gimmick, which maybe they'll do again with uh either Elias or maybe uh Kurt Angle, hopefully, because woof. Um well, I'm not saying that they're going to do the same thing. Like, obviously, they're going to announce before the show that Kofi's getting a shot. But I just think the whole the concept of them delaying the announcement, like, it's like, okay, our audience is smart enough to hopefully realize this match is going to happen. But we're going to delay the announcement of it happening as long as possible. Last year, they obviously took it to an extreme. But that's what I was saying. Okay. Yeah. But no, I, I get you. I get you. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm torn, man. That. I'm not looking forward to, and personally, I can't because I'm a dad, <laughs> seven hours of WrestleMania. Like, I'm not going to be able to sit down and just watch it, you know, for seven hours straight. So make it two nights. Uh, give give some of these matches that they are kind of building some time. Yeah, it's, I, I did want to go back to what you said about Undertaker 2 and, and Cena last year, because that wasn't a title match. So... Is there a risk involved with this Kofi Kingston oh, situation? I, like, are they going to kill? I'm, I'm not saying they're not. Behind them? I, I'm, I wasn't defending. I'm just saying that. All right. Do we? All right. Here we go. Let me clarify. Point eight. Does everyone agree that the Undertaker John Cena scenario worked last year? I mean, we've all talked about it. But people were like trampling each other in the walkway. Yeah, I liked it. Okay. Yeah, it was largely expected that match. Okay, was but it was expected, but it worked, right? Like, it's not like people, like, when it was done, like, that fucking sucked. Like, like that was not a prevalent, I'm sure somebody probably found a way to say it. You know, Tyler Black guy from the Quicken Loans Arena. But, <laughs> you know, other than him, uh, you know, I, I think it was successful. So I'm saying, because that succeeded, is WWE saying, hey, you know, we hadn't really done that before. And we got away with it. It worked. Can we now use that strategy on other WrestleMania programs going forward? And maybe it is just a coincidence, but I'm thinking that it may have something to do because it is crazy and there are risks on paper involved with, you know, not having the title match announced. Although I think 90% of the people assume it's going to be next week, um, you know, two weeks from the show, three weeks from the show. What are, I don't understand what the risks are. Is, I mean, is there anybody who's not going to watch WrestleMania because they hold off to the last week to officially make the Kofi Bryan match? I think the risk people like, okay, are do, are you pulling the rug out from the crowd too many times? Yeah. Like the old dusty just, finished like, uh, situation. Yeah. Like, you know, or should they, I mean, because, you know, <laughs> man, when, when they did, when they pulled the rug out with KO, during that contract signing, man, was I like in that moment, like so hyped to see that title match. And it's like, okay, they're delaying a little bit. And then he wins the gauntlet match. So I, the crowd was like, I mean, I mean, a 2019 audience to hold its attention span that long in the building is pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. They were pretty chapped when he wins and they pulled the rug out under from again. I don't, think it's going to be a problem, but to Ryan's comment, I mean, I guess there are risks. Um, with doing it just in the sense that it generally hasn't been done like this before. I did think the gauntlet match was pretty interesting because obviously a guy's going to be in there for an hour. He's, he's working from behind. Kofi was working from behind pretty much the entire match, you know, like from the first opponent, Seamus, he, 
pretty much was getting dominated the whole time, <laughs> which was interesting. I thought it was, I thought it was exciting. It was a good match. Like Kyle alluded to, the crowd was pumped when he won. And then how comes Vince McMahon, which there was quite a bit of time left in the show, so you knew something was happening. Yeah, you know, and yeah, he wasn't going to celebrate for six or seven minutes or whatever it was. And then you get Brian coming out, but yeah, the crowd was legitimately stunned when Kofi lost. So yeah, they're just delaying it. Obviously he's going to be in the match, but it, it is an interesting discussion. If they delay this so long, what's that do for Kofi? Oh. But I think it's going to work. And what I think, and you know, I'm going to, uh, I can't remember who tweeted out multiple people actually tweeted out the, the idea that they will do occupy smack new day. will do occupy SmackDown next week. And that's how they're going to get Kofi in the match, which is actually an interesting bit of storytelling. Cause if you watch, you know, the story and are thinking about it, I guess, critically, maybe deeper than you want to or whatever. Deeper than you should. Like, there's a lot of, like, parallels here with Daniel Bryan, basically, or with Kofi basically being Daniel Bryan at Russell, going into WrestleMania 30, and now, you know, Bryan is on the opposite side of that. So, you know, an Occupy the Show type deal, I think, would be kind of an interesting... He's even calling him a B-plus player. Yes, the B-plus player. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I think that would be interesting storytelling, and I think that's what they're going for. I would be shocked if the match is not made official on television next week. The other thing from SmackDown I wanted to get into is the very first segment on SmackDown, The Miz. This guy is tremendous. I thought that promo at the beginning of SmackDown was unbelievable. And I, I, want to, I tweeted about it at Historical Ryan. I want to throw it to you guys and see what you thought. But, man, here's a guy. We, we pumped up on The Miz for over a year on this show. Best heel in the company, bar none, deserved a world championship reign. Flip the script. The guy's a baby face now. Just as good. He, he can hit the baby face side. He can hit the heel side. The dude is so good on the microphone. Uh, he's not the best worker in the company, but he's 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 far from the worst. I mean, he's in the upper t- upper half for sure. Uh, I hope this guy gets a world championship reign in the foreseeable future once again. But I was left just very impressed by everything about that promo. Just his his facials were great. The way like he's. He's a true actor. The way his eyes like told the story of, of what he was saying about how he worked his way up, you know, to gain respect from the fans, from everyone in the back. You, you actually truly believed everything he was saying, and I loved it. Justin, what did you think of the Miz's promo on SmackDown? Yeah, I, I, you nailed it, man. It, it was fantastic. Uh, Miz is at the top of his game. He's uh, earned this babyface run. I love the balance of it with Daniel Bryan turning heel. Um, and if you, you know, granted there is no such thing as a reality show, but if you've ever watched, uh, Ms. And Mrs. Uh, he's likable. And, uh, from all accounts, uh, he's likable backstage. So, uh, I'm not really surprised by any of it. And, uh, that is definitely one of them that I'm looking forward to. Kyle, your take. I think it's more impressive what he's doing as a babyface as a heel because, you know, although, you know, by all accounts, he is actually a likable guy in real life, you know, in front of the screen, he always projects as a natural heel. I think, you know, a lot of that was his background where he came from, you know, the time period where that happened lent itself to that belief. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was, he is probably, you know, for all the hand wringing about WWE promos and these scripted promos. Few, if any, deliver them better than the Miz. Oh yeah, for you sure. You know, I mean, it doesn't feel 
you know, as scripted something. It doesn't feel like someone reciting lines. It feels like someone who's believing what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to Justin's earlier point, this is a match that would, I mean, I don't want to, <laughs> I would not want to see this match for 20 minutes. No. Mr. Shane, you know. No, no, I would agree. I thought, I thought the promo today. Okay, by the yeah, way. Yeah. What's that? I don't mind short matches sometimes. Yeah, I mean, the situation, yeah, (laughs) the situation sometimes warrants it, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, the other thing from SmackDown tonight before we move on to Raw thoughts and then just kind of looking down the WrestleMania card is uh, a massive return that happened on SmackDown this week. And of course, I'm talking about Dominic, yes, the son (laughs) of Rey Mysterio, making his triumphant return since. First time since SummerSlam 2005. So we've got uh, Ray taking on uh, Samoa Joe for the U.S. title that was made official on the show tonight. Should be a pretty excellent match. I mean, this isn't one that I would want to see be short. I think this one deserves some time. Uh, Dominic, man, you guys remember that that ladder yeah. match with Eddie? He would have helped in the ladder match tonight. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> man, he's a freaking giant. He's huge. Yeah. yeah. I will never forget the ring announcer at SummerSlam 2005. This match is for the custody of Dominic. Straight oh. face. Just amazing. It was tough for, like, I remember at the time, me personally, I, I was, like, actually not. I was like, God, this is kind of silly. But, man, people love that. I mean, when you look at the ratings when that storyline was on, back when TV ratings were, were a much more important metric, whew, people were following that thing. That, that really got over. Yeah. The Eddie promo to promote the cage match that was a rematch of that mm-hmm. may be the finest promo of Eddie Guerrero's career. That's high praise. Could be. Yeah, I haven't watched, it, was, it, watched yeah. it since the time since it aired, but yeah, I mean it was something that I hadn't thought about in a while. And then when they were doing like that greatest WWE wrestler countdown over, you know, um, somebody had retweeted. I was like, my God, this promo. <laughs> Justin, was this during your time away from the WWE? It was, yeah. yeah. I, I I have no connection to big old Dominic. <laughs> big Dom, just, as we call him. It, I remember getting that pay-per-view and having some friends over, and we yeah. laughed for quite a long time about the match being for the custody, custody of his child. So Yeah, no, my buddy was always like, oh, they should have Dom, they should hook Dominic up there, and you should have to climb the ladder <laughs> and grab Dominic. I saw the jokes on Twitter tonight, like uh, maybe Eddie really was Dominic's father because he's yeah, way dude. bigger than Ray. Yeah, there <laughs> Which was is not that. like Eddie was huge either, but yes. quite a bit bigger than Ray Mysterio. Yeah, and then of course someone had to go and tweet, oh, you know, Ray's wife did hang around Kevin Nash. You know, oh, that was completely off out of line. <laughs> out of line. Yeah. All right, guys, we got to jump into Raw because uh, this is one of the things everybody's talking about. Kurt Angle's farewell match. Kyle, you were you were jacked up this morning to talk about this I one. I hate, I, God, I wish I could have just turned the mic on at 11 a.m. today. <laughs> you could have. I, I could have just like, put it in the show. I could have edited it in. Yeah, um, but you, know, you know what? I, it, sometimes it's good to have reflections. So yeah, let me get what I wrote down here. So again, it, so is this more non-traditional booking or is this the most traditional booking on the show and people just don't like it? Let me explain. Okay, this does fit, you know, we were tweeting last night, this fits storyline-wise. Like, Kurt mm-hmm. Angle wanting to kick Baron Corbin's ass is very much a payoff for the last, what, nine months on of Raw television? Yeah, no, it, like, it, it, logically like it makes a lot of sense, yeah. Okay, so it does fit storyline-wise, and, you know, for all the people, oh, my God, they're, this isn't how they used to book WrestleMania. This is about as 
you know, booking one-on-one as it gets. Baby feels, feels wrong by a heel. He's retiring. He wants, you know, in his last quarter, he wants to get revenge. But <laughs> do we think this match is going to happen? Because that's been the big discussion online today. Or is this like another WWE swerve and kind of like tugging on the strings of its core audience? The people who, you know, I've said before, think they're smart, but maybe I'll just. I don't think they would this close to mania on a match like that. They would swerve. I really don't, but I think, I think they could change course because of all the backlash they got, not just from fans, but former like Jim Ross bashed the decision. I mean, Jim, yeah, well, I mean, mean, work work on your commentary. pal. (laughs) Yeah, true. But to to your point, yeah, it it makes sense from a storyline perspective. And in that sense though, I feel like this is a match they should do on raw and the build up to, mania to tie that one up because um, the the main issue is that it's kurt angle's farewell match and it's not really the type of opponent he deserves on the biggest stage of them all okay this is another match that shouldn't go long by the way i don't care who kurt angle's wrestling have we seen kurt angle wrestle yeah he hasn't been good has not been good in recent (laughs) weeks yes (laughs) chad gable kind of carried him on monday night Uh the only reason i would think there's a swerve coming and this is the only reason is that we know nothing of Cena or Undertaker for WrestleMania right now. Particularly Cena is, is yeah. like kind of has that light bulb going over my head and um, you know, less more over at sheet sandwich. Like he like kind of profile cause apparently this was a big topic, you know, with Meltzer and uh, Mike Johnson or PW insider. And they both believe that it's not a swerve that, it, the match is going to be Kurt Angle against Baron Corbin. And oh, that's not going to work on me. <laughs> oh, I thought I you hope, hypnotize me. I, I hope it, I hope it ends up on the pre-show. No, but oh, man. Uh, what so, an indictment that would be. But so, okay. The only reason I also thought about the swerve is WWE, you know, Michael Cole on raw is like, Oh, you know, people are very unhappy about this on Twitter. And you kind of don't do that if you're not doing some sort of swerve here with the opponent. That makes sense. Right? I mean, I think that's a lunch. I I don't know. No, that makes sense. But at the same time, I also think, like, imagine a booking meeting where they're like, all right, guys, we're going to announce Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle, and I bet you everyone's going to get pissed off, and we'll just, like, change it next week. That just seems, like, bizarre. What's the point? but, But... doesn't that kind of seem like the mentality going into this WrestleMania? <laughs> That's an indictment on the booking right there. Though. I don't know if it's an indictment. It's just, it's 2019. And like, we're not going to know how much of this worked until April 7th. Or yeah. it worked or, you know, it was the greatest thing all the time. And that's the thing. So it, it is, it's, that's non-traditional. But if they do that, if not, if they don't, if it's Kurt Angle tapping up Aaron Corbin in a four minute match, um, that's probably the most traditional thing on the show, but and there's not. Is it WWE's fault if they if there's a backlash against this match by sort of announcing it, letting the rumors linger for a month, putting an article up on their own website teasing dream opponents? Do we think that's a fair criticism? Yes. Yes, absolutely. There, okay. I mean, there. I don't know if there could have possibly been a bigger letdown than him saying he wanted to face. Baron Corbin. And real quick, I just want to get this out there. I'm going to find it hilarious if Baron Corbin ends up having a singles match 
on a WrestleMania main show card and Dolph Ziggler never does. <laughs> Eric Corbin's a better wrestler. Oh. <laughs> I've said that for years, about two years. You really think that? Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, I'm not the biggest Dolph Ziggler fan, but that shocks me. Dolph Ziggler, what does he do that 27 other people don't do? Barry Corbin, man, brings heat. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that one just sit there. <laughs> Eric Corbin, this guy knows what it's like to be a heel. Now you want to talk about a guy who knows what it's like to be a heel, Drew McIntyre. Now this this is the future heel of this promotion. Drew McIntyre Had a great job of them the last two weeks. Oh man, he's awesome. This guy he wrestles Seth Rollins in Chicago Monday night. Um McIntyre gets the win, but I don't think Rollins was hurt because of the you know the distraction with Brock Lesnar. Uh, what did you guys think of this match? Uh, Kyle, I know you had thoughts on the finish. You, I have that in, the, in my show notes. Rollins, again. McIntyre, finish. Okay, again, this is 2019 Kyle arguing with 1998 Kyle. So this should have been a non-finish, I think. It's a, it's a nitpicking Nancy thing, but it should have been a non-finish. And I want to just bring it up as a part of a larger kind of discussion I'm having with, you know, me in 2019 versus me in 98, what I was looking for, what you know, I thought was appropriate. So like mainly because of Nitro, like the non-finish became like one of the most hated things by the early 2000s, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, you know, another NWO run and another non-finish. No one does the job. That's stupid. Fuck this. This can't be good. Well, I think we've gotten so far, like, and I'm saying, I'm not saying that people weren't wrong to say that at the time, but like, I think we've gotten so far from it that we actually need more non-finishes in wrestling in 2019. I think too many guys lose. Like, if Too much 50-50 booking. If we're, yes, because it does that because you're like, well, okay, you kind of have to do, you know, you have to do banana peel finishes for both sides, right? You mm -hmm. know, like this, if we're debating, oh, well, Seth wasn't really hurt. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess it helped Drew. I mean, because Drew shouldn't have lost either given how they built him up last week and what they're doing with him against Roman. But um, another match not officially announced. But I, I just, to me, I don't know. I, Brock was in the building. You could have had one, either Dean or you could have Dean run out to make the save. Um, it's a nitpicking Nancy thing, but I, I just think we need more non-finishes in 2019. I All can't right. wait for the next non-finish in wrestling. I'm going to love it so much. <laughs> that has never been uttered in 89 episodes of this podcast until right now. God, I just want a non-finish so much. Give me a, just a good double DQ. <laughs> double count out. Justin, your thoughts on uh, Raw? Um, I agree with uh, you guys. I, I hated the non-finish. I especially hate the trope of uh, somebody being distracted by somebody coming out to their music. I think that's really lame. Um, yeah, it's, it's no, it's, you know, I mean, is a non-finish any lamer than that? Than the yeah. rope? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of one of the biggest hopes of AEW coming up, how they're talking about how, you know, win and loss record is going to matter. You know, that's hopefully that has an effect on WWE getting away from this, you know, kind of 50, 50 booking and, making stuff matter. Uh, and then I just wanted to say that I, I love Drew McIntyre. I love what they've been doing for him. 
not looking forward to him getting nuked by Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's well, yeah, there's something to be said for that, I think. Um, I feel like yeah, everyone's expecting Roman, obviously, to have a big win at Mania. So hopefully he could he could overcome that because it's kind of like the expected finish. But Kyle. Oh, the irony. Roman Reigns. Again, mm-hmm. I mean, is, I mean, is this like not exhibit A, B, C, D, E, and F of what I was saying earlier? Roman Reigns is going to be cheered this year at WrestleMania. People are expecting and wanting a babyface Roman Reigns win at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's due for due to outside reasons for sure. But yes. yes. Well, okay, I, I thought about this too. Let's assume Seth Rollins beats Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Okay, now we know Brock could you know show up day of with his usual photos of Vince McMahon and monkeys or whatever he does to, to <laughs> around. But let's say Seth wins. Okay, Roman Reigns has to go to SmackDown then, right? I mean, I think it's by the time he gets a fall, that's got to be the number one push brand just because of Fox, which it's going to be interesting to watch because Raw traditionally has been because it's the you know the longest running show they have. But I feel like all the star power has to be on SmackDown, so they're either going to have to end the brand split or shift their top stars over there. I mean, that's a great argument too. I on top of what I was, I just think that like logistically you need to have Roman and Seth apart. Yeah. Roman, Roman has talked in interviews about how he wants to wrestle Seth for the title next year at mania. So th- that's a logical match down the road, but yeah, you got to keep them apart because they want, they want Seth to be a top baby face. And then if you, if you got Roman there who has this rejuvenated crowd response here and uh, you know, he's very popular right now as you should be. It's Yeah. I think you have to move them to SmackDown to, to keep those guys apart. Justin, any thoughts? I'll tell you what, if he goes to SmackDown, uh, he had a hell of a match at Fastlane a few years ago against Daniel Bryan. They could recreate that feud. Not that, I'm all in. I mean, he, yeah, I would see has, that as the title program. Absolutely. That was one hell of a match. I mean, he again, has great yeah. matches with everybody. But. I'd say, again, alleged bad wrestler Roman Reigns. Yeah, some of these, some of these fans, unbelievable. How many great wrestlers have to say in interviews that Roman Reigns is one of the best guys they've worked with until people believe it? You know, my my biggest fear is that WWE will pull the trigger too early and push him in a position like over somebody like Seth Rollins. Like they might do some fucking WrestleMania nine shit where Seth Rollins gets crap thrown in his eyes and can't continue the match. And they insert Roman reigns and the crowd turns again. That was after Hulk Hogan referred to Yokozuna earlier in the program as a quote Jap, by the way. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You purchased a Hulk Hogan shirt at his beach shop. Weeks ago, Kyle Ross. I have never been so disappointed in you in my life. I'll tell you what, I'm a little disappointed in myself right now, too. Now that I say that. Makes me sick to my stomach. What was I doing? <laughs> you just gave in to the pressure of being down there. You know I mean, what? I'd probably go to the beach shop, too, if I was down I mean, there. I can't right, hold it against you too much. Look, I'll be very blunt with you. I was hammered. Okay? I'm not going to sit here and run from that accusation. Okay? I've been drinking all day. And, you know, I saw Hulk Hogan shop, and I said, fuck it. I'll buy a T-shirt. I got home. I was like, you know, I don't know if I needed to buy this T-shirt. But I did. Uh, no, I, I, I do. I go back to Florida to return it. I didn't save the fucking receipt. I, I envision Kyle just, you know, being ripped, and, and then like walking into the beach shop, 
and actually ripping his shirt off the one he has on hulk hogan style and having to buy a new shirt (laughs) i'm imagining kyle ross walking into the beach shop wearing his macho man shirt that we saw on him down in new orleans and he walks in and he's yelling screaming in a drunken rant be a man hulk be a man hulk where are you (laughs) i'm just glad i didn't buy the fucking doink the clown socks they had there oh my god maybe i should have come to think of it Hey, I'm going to admit it. I own a Hulk Hogan yeah. t-shirt as well. I, I purchased it in 1999, but I do own one. So, True story, by the way. I did rip the uh, hospital gown off right after my daughter's birth. <laughs> like Hulk Hogan. That's a true story. Wait, you wore a hospital gown? At her birth? I did not have to wear a hospital gown at my children's births. That's, that's amazing. Wow. Were you wearing pants? No. That's uh, we, we did. We actually did it right there as she was born. It was incredible stuff. <laughs> oh man, this is off the rails. All right. Anyways, uh, we wanted to look at the WrestleMania 35 card. I guess we announced the new matches um, earlier that were revealed on SmackDown, and then we've got some rumored matches. Actually, quite a few rumored matches that haven't been announced yet. But uh, seven could be as many as 17 matches. By the way, but you gotta love Brian Alvarez. I don't know if they're gonna do the Battle Royals this year, guys, and. Well, how's it going, everybody? We're doing them <laughs> an hour later. Yeah. Poor BA. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, of the rumored matches, I guess, that we could talk about here, we've got uh, like the uh, the women's tag team titles match, which is going to be what, like a four team match from the looks yep. of it? Yeah, it looks that way now. I mean, the Iconics won tonight, so you got to figure they're going to be a SmackDown rep. Uh, Nia and Tamina keep, you know, doing their thing. So they'll be in it. And then obviously, you know, Beth and Natty, they already agreed. So, yeah, I, I can see them adding the the two heel teams and making that a four-way dance, which you're not leaving a lot for that women's battle royal, by the way. No, that's for sure. I wonder uh, if maybe they, maybe they won't do that. I mean, who that? I mean, you've got four... Well, you've got three women's matches already now. The tag, but I mean, that's four. That's eight, 11. You're going to have 13 women already taken out of the equation. Can you even have a battle royal? On yeah, I don't see how they do it. No. Yeah. I mean, I guess it'd be predominantly NXT I mean, yeah, women at this point. I mean, and Alexa's hosting, so she's kind of accounted for. Yeah. I mean, are you going to have, you know, Naomi and Mickey James, by God, going at it for the love of the game? What's going on with her, by the way? Uh, so she returned to wrestle, but now she's been doing the interview, th- you know, stuff ever since. And there's a lot of rumors that she was going to be retiring from wrestling oh, due to the concussion. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I had to realize who you were talking about. Yeah, what's like, going on with yeah. it? Because there was the talk about the concussions and was she done wrestling, but then she returned. Is this just a matter of them not having anything for her right now and they don't want to like water her character down? So that's why she's doing all the, the talking and hosting mania. Do, do we actually think her wrestling career is going to be done i mean i i've i have not really heard anything but kyle have you heard anything no i hadn't um and i don't think um obviously you don't hope it's the latter at all i mean that'd be terrible but yeah. as far as the former goes i would have no problem with it that's just the former because to be honest it's kind of a cush spot to get yeah, to yeah. Host. I mean, it's a featured spot and you know the idea it's like okay you know, if you're looking for a wrestle i think you know people say oh well, why not work oscar but you know Alexa in champion, she's kind of been in championship matches for like 18 months. So I have no problem with them doing this. You know, it keeps her on TV. 
It's something different. It doesn't have to go on forever when there's a good story in ring storyline, assuming she's not hurt that pops up for her. You, you go back to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we talked about this way back last summer going into uh, money in the bank, you know, when Rhonda was coming in where if, if Alexa wasn't going to be the champion, obviously she ended up winning the title again, but if she wasn't going to be the champion. How did they keep her relevant? Because she had been such a major part of the women's division for over a year. And so, yeah, with everything going on in the title pictures, if they don't have a place for, her, I think it, yeah, it makes sense just to do something like this. Cause it doesn't water down her character. She's not in meaningless matches every week because as much of a, you know, fixture as she was in the title scene, uh, yeah, you got to have something important for her. Otherwise, she just goes away. That's why, like, I predicted, I think, back in the summer, she was going to win money in the bank because that kept her in that, like, upper tier of the mm-hmm. women's matches. And, you know, without something like that going on right now, what do you do with her? So, yeah, I, I was just curious what you guys' thoughts were on that because it, it has been kind of interesting to watch for her to return to the ring and then not wrestle again, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's an ongoing situation. Um, the other thing I thought of looking at the card here is uh, we've got the rumored match is another multi-team match for the Raw tag titles, and uh, looking at Ricochet and Alistair Black and their team lately. Ricochet on Raw, what did you guys think about him basically getting dominated by Gender for most of that match and then pulling out the win at, at the end? Do you think they give? It's it's getting a little nitpicky, but did you guys think they gave too much offense to gender given how Ricochet's been getting over with the crowd? Kyle? No. Justin, either of you? That's former world champion, Jinder Mahal. That's true, but man, way. he has been pushed so far down the cards. <laughs> but then. the crowd was into it. I, I noted in my notes, like, yeah, I think I even texted you. I was like, you know, I was like, man, this main roster crowd's really bought into this Ricochet. That's but, what I mean, though. Like, yeah, he's he has been the one of the best prospects they've brought up. So I thought I thought the I thought the booking was interesting just because Mahal has been well. I mean, you can't down. And you know, we talked about that this because, um, you know, that not every you know once he goes to the main roster, Ricochet is going to encounter a lot of how shall I say non-conducive opponents to his style, right? So I mean, I think the thinking is just if you're agenting the match, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you're not going to have. Um, I mean, did do the space flying tiger drop ricochet i mean he was busting out a lot of cool stuff i mean but i mean you, you know it's not going to be a spot fest of gender in there no yeah so uh, yeah so a lot of a lot of multi-person matches on this card you know the the women's tag title match raw tag title match could be multi-person smackdown tag title match could possibly be hey, multi- i think that's gonna be usos and hardy's straight up although they didn't even touch on it at all tonight yeah uh the IC title match could be a multi-person match. We don't know for sure yet. So I guess it gets a lot of people on the card, but uh... that's the one. See, that's the one thing that if I do have a gripe with modern WrestleMania, it's the idea that we've got to get everybody on the card. Mm-hmm. I right. don't think that's accurate. I mean, I guess yeah, you just want to have a you know throw. That's what I guess a battle royals for. And that's but, you know that's my biggest gripe against the uh, Andre battle royal. That was their perfect chance to have that matter, and they can get a lot of these guys in that match, make it a big deal. But they have every single year just thrown that away, except maybe arguably Big Show winning it at thirty-one. See, I, that that's a great take. Like I remember at thirty, I was like, man, they've really done a good job making this actually feel like an important battle royal because battle royals, I mean, are always. I mean, the audience has just been trained to be like, this is just 
filler, you know, for the jobbers, whatever. But, you know, when Cesaro won the 30, it felt like a big deal, obviously, that night. It didn't go anywhere. But Justin's right. I think every year it just kind of is feeling more and more, quote, unquote, like a battle royal, not mm-hmm. something special. You know, I mean, relegated to the pre-show. Braun's in it this year, and that's a fine spot for him. Andre the Giant won battle royals at WrestleMania. That's true. That is very true. Well, yeah, I don't trying to get everyone on the card. I know it's WrestleMania and everything. And in the past, people wanted to get in on the WrestleMania payday. But now with the network, I'm not really sure. I guess I don't know how the contracts are working specifically with the network and mania. But it is it would seem like it was it's just like not as important to get every single person on. Well, the card I, think that, I mean, professionally, you're going to want to. But yeah, you know, the issue is it's not just that they get everybody on the card. OK. And another thing, too, obviously, is the expanded women's division. Affects mm-hmm. match, you know, I mean, so if you don't like match limits, you know, and you like the women's division, you know, you or you, you don't like 17 matches and you like the women's division. Well, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. If you like everyone being on the card, you don't like what did you think was going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, but the other issue is it's not just that they get everyone on the card. It's that they bring people back too. you know, like Triple H Batista. They have like the non-regulars. Yeah. And then with this uh, this Natty Beth Phoenix team, don't they kind of just feel like a stand-in for Lita and Trish? You know, like yeah, I guess they already did Lita and Trish, and they just wanted to do something different. I guess you know that's is it lot. that or is it did something happen between them? Because I thought that was like the rumored direction was Lita right. and Trish were going to be involved in this, and I don't know. It just I something that. feels off. Something feels off about it. It feels like they're just kind of standing in for where they maybe want to lead interest. That's that's just intuition on my part. I don't, I don't have any sources okay. saying that. I, I had not heard that, that that Trish and Lita have been talked about. Yeah, well, it seems like they wanted legends maybe well, involved well, here. Yeah, I mean, we I got, mean, we got the Beth Phoenix. I mean, that's the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, in their mind. I mean, in using your term standing, I mean, they play the same role, to be honest with you, which is just to hit trademark old spots and not win or lose, not, not be involved in the fall. Mm-hmm. What if yeah. Natty farted on Sasha and got the oh win? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Call back to her old booking. Jesus, oh, has there has there been? Oh man, just the criminal misbooking of Natty Nightheart over the. Oh, don't start with Natty. That's another one. Baron Corbin smokes in the ring. Okay, Natty oh, Nightheart. Now that is ridiculous. Come Natty, on, Natty is, is kind of bad. I, I actually agree. I I agree with Kyle on this one. I think she's. Kind of grossly overrated in the ring. Oh, Baron Corbin, though. No, Never had to I, fart I, to win a match. I heart. <laughs> I firmly disagree on that one. Disagree. Baron uh, Corbin's tribute to the big boss. His tribute spots to the big boss man just bring a tear to my eye every time. <laughs> so you're the one. Yeah, <laughs> you're the Baron one. Corbin. Maybe I mean maybe he's the best working big man of this era, just like Ray Trailer. Oh. Remember that sign in Nitro? You're, you're gonna you're gonna put him above Drew McIntyre. Obviously, that's I was awful. joking. That's but, you awful. Know, you were dead serious, of, Kyle Ross. No, speaking of joking, remember that sign on Nitro? Ray lives in a trailer. That was making me laugh. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I don't really have anything else to say about the WrestleMania card unless you guys do. I mean, it's I can't remember a WrestleMania with this many uncertain matches two and a half weeks beforehand. But here we are. I, I would just real quick like to interject my opinion <clears throat> kyle said that he thought it would just be usos hardies uh and then somebody mentioned uh the intercontinental title being a multi-man i think it's going to be opposite i think you got the bar sitting there 
you have Nakamura and Rusev sitting mm-hmm. there to be inserted into the SmackDown tag team title. And I think it'll be Lashley Finn uh, singles match. I do okay. too with, that, with the IC title. I, I actually don't think they'll be, I don't know. You got to put some people in this battle royal for God's sake. For Braun to throw out. Um, yeah, I mean, the SmackDown tag title match, that's the way you get Shinsuke on this card. And Kyle, you got to have Nakamura on this card. You'll be vastly disappointed if Nakamura. got to get him in early so people don't fall asleep at the long <laughs> show. Hey, his, his contract ends this year. No re-signing yet. So we did uh, hear, by the way, that we did hear, though, that AJ <laughs> Styles. Si- yeah, I heard he was signing AEW to the crowd. <laughs> he actually did it to me at Fastlane. When he walked by me, he actually mouthed AEW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Nakamura would head back to Japan if he if he doesn't resign. But uh, I AJ has resigned. I forgot that's what he said. NJPW. Yes, <laughs> AJ resigned though. So for anyone that was uh, holding out hope that AJ could be headed to AEW, staying in WWE, were either you surprised by that? No. The stage of the game. Why not? Why wouldn't he? Yeah, he's got to make that flat Earth money. <laughs> but I mean, potentially they could have offered him more money in AEW, you know, by you the sounds of it, if they wanted AEW, to. AEW, don't you? No, I mean, I expected him to to stay in WWE. I think we said that on the show before. But there were there were many people hoping he'd go to AEW and join up with his former buds down there. So it's not happening though. Stay in WWE. He's got a you know he's got a primo spot. He's been he's been booked in the main event cool. pretty much his entire tenure in WWE. So I don't know why he would leave. And he's probably going to get a reduced schedule. I'm yeah. sure. I mean, we will, we'll, you know, have to monitor that, I guess, in the coming months if he's, you know, not working as many live events. Yeah. My guess is that's probably going to happen. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think he was calling for that. So you, you would assume that, that he got that demand in the new contract. So, all right. Well, unless you guys have any other topics for the agenda here, I think we're ready to wrap it up this week. Anything else for the good of the show? Kofi's got to win, right? At Mania? At Mania? I would, yeah. I mean, because because the way they're delaying this, I think you you have, you know, Justin brought up the point about three weeks ago or, or so on the show. How many of these baby faces are going to go over that night in East Rutherford? WrestleMania yeah, that's, 35. You I, know, I, keep, I, I keep thinking about SmackDown that last night of WrestleMania weekend and it's a nice capper to have him actually win the title that night. But I also think uh, you might not recover the crowd if Kofi loses at yeah. WrestleMania. I, I think you've set up a situation where he has to be Daniel Bryan. And again, it probably won't be a long run with the title. Mm-hmm. That is an interesting point, though, because he could be looking at you know Seth. People expect Seth to win. Uh, Becky, Becky, obviously, then Kofi wins. Like That's a little unusual for all of them to win at Mania. In, in, in like... Like I said, like I think if any one of those loses, you might lose the crowd a little bit, depending on how Match you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've said it before. WWE needs to return to its roots. Be a babyface promotion. I think of those three, I would think Kofi was the. If someone was going to lose of those three, Becky, Seth, and Kofi, I would think Kofi's most likely to lose. I would have too, but this booking, like you've <laughs> got to give it to the man, you know. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, there- I mean the way they've shuffled the match. I, I, it was a huge telling sign when they took him out of the fast lane match and moved it to Mania. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Is the reason that you're looking forward not that much to Triple H Batista? I should say we collectively. Maybe you are looking forward to it. And I'm just full of shit. But um, w- does it have to do with? For me, it's this. 
the idea of Triple H as a babyface winning a Triple H style match. We talked about match length. This is a match that I, please, dear God, somebody in the back, whether it's Vince, if it has to be him, have the cojones to say this doesn't need to go more than 15 minutes. You know it's going to be a long match, though. Yeah, it, I, I, I will guarantee right now on this podcast, it will be the longest match of the night. <laughs> it could be. I could see that. There's, there's just no doubt in my mind, and it has no reason to be the longest match. But there's, uh, you know, I have a hard time seeing very many of these matches going over 15 minutes. But uh, what I'm, it, what's funny is, well, the, the, the rumored map time is what, eight hours they're saying now for WrestleMania? Ugh. So um, you're right. I think, you know, some matches may not, I mean, the main ones will get their time, but what needs a ton of time? Again, that goes back. I want more sprints and I want more non-finishes in wrestling. Okay. I think Kofi Bryan could be a, a long match and be good. That would work. But like, if you look up and down the card, what do you want? What, what do you like? Oh, this, you know, don't speed through this. Yeah. That, looking that, at, looking that, at the card, the ones that I, I would want to see get time for sure. Kofi Bryan, Mysterio, Joe, um, <laughs> I mean, the women's triple threat's probably going to get a good amount of time just because of mm-hmm. the, you know the stars that are but, in there. I mean, Those... Do you want it to go like? I mean, most of these matches you don't really. I mean, twenty minutes used to be a long time, and I think yeah. that's sort of what I'm trying to get at is that I actually think the average match time, because of what the fans have demanded through the years, you know, mm-hmm. over the last twenty, especially, is, is probably too long anyway. You know, we'll, we'll tell this. You can you can tell the same story in fifteen minutes if you can in twenty. Yeah, and twelve yeah. and in fifteen. Yeah, AJ Orton could be like a ten-minute match. I'd be fine with that. Ms. McMahon should be short. Yeah, I, yeah. To your point, I don't think there's a lot of bangers on this card that you want to see get a lot of time. I mean, the the cruiserweight title match will probably be really good. I'm sure it'll be on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so like it, it, that might get a good amount of time because it'll be on that kickoff show. But uh, yeah, of the main roster matches. There's not a lot of them that really need to go a long time. That's true. So that's a good take. I agree with that. Now it's, I mean, we don't want, we obviously do not want just, you know, before all the hate mail rolls and I don't want wrestling to go back to like, you know, WrestleMania seven where we get, you know, two minute and 30 second carry Von Eric Dino Bravo matches at WrestleMania. That's you know, then again, whew, if we would have gotten to three. It would have been real painful. <laughs> yes. Very true. All right. Well, with that said, then, guys, uh, this has been episode 89. We're going to hit the big episode 90 next week. We're getting close to 100. Did you guys ever think Top Robe Nation would last this long? You guys ready? for? We're going to have to have a big party on episode 100. We're getting close. (laughs) Yes. We'll cater Taco John's. It's been a long time since we've mentioned Taco John's on this show. Last summer, it was like every week. The Taco John's at Kyle's show. I'll I'll get drunk and be clairvoyant on (laughs) storylines. Yes. Oh man. I might have to get, I might have to for episode 100. If, if there's no way that we can all be in the same place at the same time, when, when will that be? We probably won't be in the same place at the same time because it'll be before summer. Might have to get Justin over here at my house, at least to be in person with me as we record it to figure out a way. I'll have to figure out a way to do it though. If you guys didn't catch our live cast where we were all in the same place at the same time um, last summer 
at the temporary home I was living in between housing. <laughs> uh, well, we, we had to pass around the microphone because I, I had bought something to have all of our mics go into it and it didn't work. So, uh, yes, and to, answer your next question, and to answer your next question, listeners, yes, Ryan was actually homeless at the time, as that description <laughs> indicated. I was living in a twin home as I was yeah. waiting for my house yeah. I live in now to be finished. No, because the way you said it was like, yeah, you know, I was in a temporary house and we were passing around a mic. Well, Kyle, you you were the house I'm in now. If you guys are watching on YouTube, Kyle, you came in this house. It was under construction, but we got to get you back out here to Iowa Ooh, to check really? it out. Too much information. You were both in here at the same time. Justin came, <laughs> if I recall. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he made me watch. <laughs> we we double penetrated that house. Oh my god! <laughs> this is just this is what a show, what a broadcast. <laughs> well i was i think that was the last time justin was at this house and kyle you got to get back so hopefully maybe this summer we can get you out here for the hall of fame my god i'll have to talk about that as the months carry on but we're getting close to episode 100 it'll be a party here in about uh two and a half months i guess it'll be so Post-mania. Uh, yeah around may or so we'll be when the wwe has taken its rightful place back as a baby face promotion god i have so much faith <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see about that all right guys subscribe on itunes subscribe on youtube do what you can to help the show leave us a review a review on itunes by the way last week i read a bunch of them on the air i don't think we've had a new one i checked yesterday i don't think we've had a new one since then but if you want us to to uh read your review on the air leave it on itunes we'll read it next week we would appreciate it and uh yeah check us out on twitter at top rope nation We'll be back next week with episode 90. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co.